Hey y'all, what's up? It's Caroline with the As Always podcast. I'm sick this week, so editing this episode, just listening to it back was so fun. Um, like I say, actually don't edit the audio, kind of just go straight through it because full transparency. But this was so refreshing and just so nice to listen to back, especially today when I'm just not feeling the best. But we have Jalen and Scotty that we're talking with today about In His Image, and I'm just so thankful to have these guys on the show today. They're really the best, and I really do think no matter guy, girl, like, you can really take away something from listening to them. Um, This series has been so cool just to hear about what it looks like from different people to be made in God's image. Um, And again, they're just the best. So let's roll right into it. Jesus is my rock and that's how I roll. Did you say Jesus is my rock and that's how I roll? That's how we're going to roll right into this episode. (laughs) Because that was too good to not use. 100%. Okay, so obviously we're talking about in his image. Are we started? Oh, we're already started. Wow. We're already in. No, we rolled right into that. We that. Were right, that was like oh, I that was, that was an improv. No, serious. So it's all serious in his image and what looks like we built his image because obviously we are human. We talked about that. The Lord made us intentionally to look like him, be like him. Yep. You know. So I'm going to give you all some freedom to just talk about what that means for you personally. I know I didn't give you a lot of time to think about it, but that can really mean anything. So do it that what you will. Oh, I'm so sorry. We have Scotty <laughs> and Jalen with us today. We had dinner, so we've just been we chilling. So random got, random got voice. We're an hour deep. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, been here. Uh, so context to Jalen and I. Uh, if you hear, if, I don't know where this is going to go, but <laughs> him, we, are, we are roommates. We've known each other for a very long time. Um, we have. Some, some would say. We, yeah, some seasons more than others. Very long time. We knew of each other in high school because we both played lacrosse. Then we both ended up at New Spring. And now we're roommates. And when I say pray for me, I mean it. Wow. <laughs> and him. Pray. pray but not for roommates. Time. Our roommates, we're doing great. But we just could use it. But we, could we all could use it. We all right could now. use it. Uh, do you want to start? That's just context um, for us. Yeah. Um, I forgot what Caroline said, but I'm just going to say something. And we're going to go with you it. just go. Um, He's like, Jay Thomas Woodworking. <laughs> hey, shameless plug here. <laughs> no, I think one of the hardest things, um, how do I want to say this? Because I have no idea. Um, I think a lot of times we struggle with seeing who we are because we have a skewed view of who the Lord is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And either we don't believe that we are worthy enough to be made in his image, um, or we just have a skewed view of who the Lord is, um, which is causing us to not see ourselves as righteous and as pure and um, as worthy. Um, so I know like whenever I'm going through whatever, any kind of struggle, I'm like going back to who is God, just remind myself of who God is, and then through that, I kind of get a better idea of who I am and who the Lord says I am. Um, Sky said this earlier when we were eating dinner. <laughs> um, it's like we look at things and we're like, oh, that mountain's beautiful, or like that sunrise is beautiful, or that sunset's beautiful. Um, we went to the mountains, like Pretty Place. We're like, it's literally called Pretty Place. Um, and, but like the Bible says that we are made in the Lord's image. And it's so hard for me to look at myself and say that I'm, a, I'm beautiful. Mm. But it's so easy for me to look at a mountain and say that, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a whole deep combo about that with Aaron, my mentor. 
And he literally asked me one day. We were just chilling, talking, having our weekly meeting. He goes, do you think you're beautiful? And I was like, oh, thank you for asking that because I have no answer. And I genuinely <laughs> don't know how I feel about that. And it really did humble me because I was like, I think for like my whole life, I don't think I've ever like considered myself to be like beautiful or someone mm-hmm. who's like, outside of like the earthly standards, like I've right. never really looked at myself and be like, I'm beautiful because like God made me. I'm not beautiful because of like what's on the outside. Like, yes, he crafted like my whole face and body. But like other than that, like my spirit and like my heart is also from him. And that also makes me beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I never really came to terms with that until he said that to me and asked yeah. me that question. And I was like, oh. It, like, yeah. punched me. I was like, Ugh. I think it's so hard to not listen to the world and listen mm-hmm. to what culture says and what society says is beautiful. And just the simplicity of God made you, so you're beautiful. And, like, there's no, like, if, ands, or but about it. Yep. And it's just, like, that, it's that simple. Um, but also it's so hard for, like, some of us to grasp hold of and... To truly believe. Um, so. Yeah, especially when I've been told the opposite a yeah. long time. Like, I don't think I fully realized, like, how hard, like, words have stuck with me over the years. Like, I, whenever people compliment me, I'm like, ew, no. And mm-hmm. someone actually recently was like, why? But why do you say that? I'm like, mm, I don't like my nose, I don't like my chin. And she's like, but why do you say that? And I was like, actually, like, I have an answer for that. In middle school, like, I got made fun of for my nose and my chin, mm-hmm. like, specifically. And so that has stuck with me. And there are other things that, like, I like about myself. And it's because other people have complimented those things about myself. And those, like, separations have only been made, like, from the world. Like, neither one of those things have ever been said, like, from God or from anyone who loves me. Like, no one who loves me has ever said anything in that way. So mm-hmm. that's always been interesting to me, just how that sticks. I was, like... I think when Jen was talking, a lot of different thoughts because it's like it really is. I mean, there's so there's so many like, layers to it. I remember like, so for me, I was saved, very great, like grateful for. It took a while to really accept that it was a gift because mm-hmm. like because of church culture, like good or bad, whatever. It's great that salvation takes place in the church, but being someone who was saved when I was like a kid in my bedroom with my dad. All of a sudden, like, I grew up and that didn't seem as valued. Um, mm-hmm. But then, so I got saved when I was young. And then, like, my senior year of high school into freshman year of college, like, whenever I would say that like, the Lord really became Lord of my life. But um, senior year of college, I would, I like, just through a series of events, the Lord really started to, like, unravel and shed light into the depth that shame played a role in my life. Um, and Greg DeMayer, um, he was... Like, uh, mentoring and pastoring and he was just like ask, he asked me like how how does the Lord see you and I was like pure righteous redeemed um, loved all that stuff and he was like how do you see yourself and I was like weird <laughs> weird like, super messed up like if you were to like if you were to take a list of like if you were to compare the lists of the two like they're way off and he was like, I feel like the Lord, there's a lot of depth, a lot of depth, super deep and service level of shame that like the Lord wants to like un- unveil. And really since then, probably past like two and a half years, it's been like this like in the wilderness of the Lord, like speaking truth. Um, and there's literally, I mean, I, I'm thinking of how many times someone, whether the Lord in a, in a secret space or a human that I trust, like just said something to me like, Katie, 
Katie Wilson, um, a great friend. Hello, Katie Wilson on Instagram. Great photographer if you're looking for something. Great photographer. Great photographer, great people. Um, her husband has been my best friend since I was in high school. But one, probably two years ago, in the, in the thick of the beginning of me carrying the shame, um, she called me. I was like, hey, I had this like vision at church. I never really, don't really know what to do about this. I'm, but like, I've been, I don't know if I should tell you, but I'm just going to say it. I'm like, okay. And um, she said, like you, I saw you in worship and I could just like see you carrying this ball as I vision of you like walking around with this giant ball and it was like tying you out and then you like toss it to somebody and they would hold it for a second and then they would throw it back to you and then you'd walk more, toss it to someone else, they carry it for a second and then toss it back to you. And then you like, you were laying in bed and you're like trying to toss it in the air. They would like fall on you and you're just exhausted and eventually this bearded man came up to you and you tossed it to him and then he he held it and then he walked away and then you chased him because he was taking your ball Mm. like he that's your thing that's your ball Mm -hmm. and he took it and you chased him and eventually you realized oh i guess i don't have to carry that anymore Mm -hmm. yeah um and it like <laughs> she's like I don't know what this is about. And I was like, well, it makes me feel better. I know exactly what this is about. <laughs> uh, and it really is like this this owner this ownership. We take ownership of our insecurities. We take ownership of my shame. I take ownership of my sin from my past. My what my lust, whatever whatever it is, that's my thing. I don't take ownership of my righteousness. Mm. I don't take right ownership. I don't believe own my purity. I don't own how beloved I am. Um, and luckily like the Lord's been very sweet and through secret places and being at the altar and something that really has wrecked me recently. Um, if how often you see the Lord move after someone falls on their face, um, I was reading the, in Genesis and Abraham, formerly known as Abram. Um, I never like noticed this. It like really, it really shocked me. He was, you like hear about Abraham and all the things that he's done and there is the the Lord renames him, re-identifies him from Abram to Abraham. And you think, oh, it's because of all the things he did and like being the father of our faith, whatever. Like, it's because he did stuff. And I was reading and he called him Abram, Abram, Abram. List Abram, you will do this. Abram, do this. You will do this. And then it doesn't say that Abram did it and he became Abraham. It says Abram fell on his face at the feet of the father. Yeah. And he said, you are now Abraham. And it was his surrender. It was like surrendering at the feet of the father that re-identified. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing that can identify who I am is my surrender. Mm-hmm. And it's it's way easier said than done. But at the end of the day, it really is like my righteousness is not found. My purity is not found in me not doing lustful things, not having lustful thoughts. It is because I'm at the feet of the father. It is mm-hmm. being at the being at the altar in the hands of a God who loves me, and He identifies and, and names me who I am. Um, and it really is just through surrender, nothing different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's very, very hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've just been having that conversation with multiple people because, like, um, I got baptized two Sundays ago, and my in- yeah, boo, hey, yeah. <laughs> But, like, my whole life, like, my nickname in high school was Christian Caroline. Mm. So, like, 
everyone has always known me as like you know the god girl yeah. um my we asked for this game with my friends once and it's like you come up with a candle name for your friend and mine was christian girl autumn that was the name of my candle wow. so like my whole life oh can i do you still have it do you still got it oh I, I, I wish it was real i wish it was oh is that a real candle? no it was Dang. a game but like we're gonna make it we're gonna make it Please. but um so i for my whole life just from like how i grew up and like what people told me and I was like, I'm a good kid. I am. Like, I'm a good kid. I'm a good Christian. I do all the religion things, and it's all good. Everyone knows me as a Christian. But when I actually fully came to surrender to the Lord, like, that's when I realized, like, one, I need to be baptized, period. Like, that just needs to happen. Um, but two, I was like, my identity is completely different now. I was like, there, no longer is, like, my faith about, like, looking good for everyone else, checking out the boxes. Like, um, Mary Knox did the dirty faith. Yep talk that really got to me and I was like my faith is no longer gonna look like this Christian girl autumn like precious mm-hmm. sweet girl like no like it's about to get down yeah, and dirty yep. and like my face about to get real like yep. I have to be honest with people like I'm mm-hmm. it's not gonna be cute it's yep. not gonna be fun all the time but it's gonna be beautiful yep. and that did come from surrender yep. like you cannot fully know like God or yourself in God unless you're surrendering to him Absolutely. and that's just the truth so, if anyone knew me from high school, or even the past year, you don't know me anymore. Please come talk to me. Please come talk to me, because very different person. Yeah. Um, like, I think about this all the time, and I, I think, more people should think about it. How, I know that pride is like a, like a, some like a touchy word that people can like get defensive about, but how prideful is it of us yeah. when we... Yeah do not hold on to the things that the Lord says we are yeah. and yeah. choose to believe the things that, the, that yeah. the world says that we are. Yeah. Like, just how prideful is that? It's like, oh, Lord, I hear what you say. Like, I read your word. I, I, know, what, I know what you say about me, but, like, I'm going to believe this stuff over here. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, how absolutely prideful is that? Dude, I was, there was, <laughs> if anyone was, I don't know if anyone was, I think you were there for sure. I don't know if Mary were there. Um, but I was at, so we had a rally a year ago. Um, and last year was whenever like I realized how much emotional and spiritual safety meant to me. I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, and how much having safe people, safe friendships, safe relationships, what that meant and how important that was. And so through the analogy of a hoodie, because hoodies for me, when I, I, in general, I've, I've walked, I've, in my life, I felt the pressure to, um, if you're an Enneagram person, if Enneagram, Enneagram listeners, um, people have always thought I was a seven because I am very extroverted. Um, you seem like a I'm seven. very, 100%. Like, I, hey, what up? Um, I like, I'm very, like, I can be going, doing a lot of things. I'm very outgoing, energetic, whatever you want to say. The enthusiast, it makes sense. Um, but like, that comes from a place of worth, a fear mm. of not being worthy. And growing up, being the youngest kid, an overweight kid, I saw what social success was. I saw what got people invited, whether that was in youth group, whether that was in school, and it was this big, loud personality. And to a degree, that's who I am, out of overflow. Mm-hmm. But there's so many different layers, so many different... Mm-hmm. Once you actually un- rip off the masks, there's so many di- much more, and it all comes from a place of like feeling like not being worthy. And so I realized last year, I would like leave work and I would drive home and I'd put the AC on cold and I would put my hoodie on. And the when I put the hoodie on, I was comforted. I distraction like the hood almost like a weird way focused me 
away from distractions and just like calm, care for, loved. It was like a really, I mean, it was a spiritual, is it more, I mean, it's a hoodie, but it's like, it really like, it was this like whole thing. And I realized that that's what, that's what the Lord is. That's what the mm-hmm. time with the Lord is safe. It is caring. When I, I would spend time with the Lord and like, I would like all of a sudden think about the, the things that I was, that I, that hurt, the things that whatever, and voices that weren't the Lord would speak to me, but I would attribute them to the father. Um, yeah. like shame or insecurities or fears, doubts. And I would only think about them in that space. And so I was afraid to talk to God, but that's not how he speaks. Mm-hmm. That's not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And only through spending time, like you talked about, you can't be know what it means to be made in his image unless you know his heart. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know his heart, you don't know how he speaks to you. And if you don't know how he speaks to you, you will receive voices that aren't from him. Yeah. Um, spiritually and from other human beings. And I was like going on stage. I was asked to do the closing at rally this week, that, that week. And I was like sitting in the audience. I didn't have my closing. I didn't have my closing. I didn't know what was, I didn't know how to wrap it all up. And all of a sudden I got like really scared and overwhelmed because like all my, sh- all my shame, all this ish that was inside of me that only my trusted people know I was like in me. And I felt I had to share because I was like, if I don't share my darkest stuff, am I living in shame? Is that living in fear, not being willing to be overly vulnerable? And I was like, I know that's not from you. I know this pressure is not from you, God. Why, why am I feeling this? And he was like, which goes back to what we were talking about. Of if if I shared everything, I would be. I'm more convinced, and it it, it meant more to me that if I shared everything, than the lies I already believed about myself, everyone else would believe, and then would validate the fears and insecurities I had. Whenever the Lord. Like my fears of what people could think and like believing that they would say, yep, everything that you've thought about yourself is true based off what you've experienced, what you've done. And like, it wasn't enough what the Lord's already said. And it all came from this place of Greg again. I remember a couple of years ago said to me, like you fearing the Lord is important because whatever, whatever you fear is what defines you. Mm-hmm. You can only be identified by what you're afraid of. And so that's why there's a group of people you don't know, but you're afraid of them. Like, if they don't think you're cool, your identity is you're not cool because there's fear there. And so that's why fearing the Father is so important because he's the only thing that can identify me. Yeah. And so if I'm more afraid of the Father, it, then I can, then like, and he speaks kind and good things to me and speaks love and speaks righteousness, then, like, that's where my conviction comes from. Um, and, like, it doesn't matter. Like, the lies the enemy will speak against me. Like, it, it just doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah. I've talked with a lot of people. Um, and they was like, I don't know how the Lord speaks to me. Mm. Uh, which, I mean, is valid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like, I heard this analogy the other day about, like, say, like, your best friend or your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. It's like, and you're texting with that person. You've been texting that person for a very long time. It's like, you know how that person speaks to mm. you, you know? And oh, I know. Exa- I saw that today. I know exactly what you're okay. talking about. And, like, that person, you're significant other, your best friend ever, hands their phone to someone else. And they start speaking yeah. as that person. And they say some things and you're like, this isn't who I think I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And it's because like, you spend so much time with that person in communication that you know how they speak to you. And you know like, when that person, you know, like, you know when that, the things that are being said are not from that person. And a lot of times we have to, like, we know how God speaks to us. It means everyone's diff- differently. But we know how he speaks to us because we spent time with him mm-hmm. um, and like intentional time and like time away from our phone and I've just been so many times where I've like 
taking my phone into like my my secret place and like my quiet place and it just hasn't been fruitful at all yeah um yeah. it's just like getting rid of the distractions yeah. yeah um but yeah i encourage everyone to spend more time with the father so they know how the father speaks to him yeah and anything that is not of kindness and gentleness and patience and a constant pursuit or anything that isn't telling you that you are good enough as you are right now like is not of the of, of the father yeah, yeah. And, like he'll and there's like in that <clears throat> don't hear that he won't there won't be conviction oh yeah like the, his rod and staff comfort oh yeah it is but like you said there's correction there's conviction there's mm-hmm. not shame mm-hmm. no i heard i honestly I thought about this for a while now because I tell people this. I'm like, I don't know where I heard this, where this came from. And while we've been talking within this conversation, I've realized that, like, this is really something God has told me. That, like, he did not create shame. That was not something he created, like, 100%. I have always struggled with shame just from when I was 16 years old. And I just one day it kind of clicked for me. And I was like, God did not create shame. So why am I laying this thing that God didn't even create, like, guide me in my yeah. heart? And... I'm going to go back a little bit to what you said earlier because I really identified with this. But when I was growing up in the church, I saw that personality that, like, everyone loved that was, like, loud and fun and crazy. And I was like, I'm going to do exactly that. That's who I'm going to be. And I promise you, ask anyone who's my friend, middle school and high school, Caroline's crazy, she's loud. Ask my cousins. They're my best friends. Like, I'm crazy, I'm loud. The videos people have of me from years ago, even, like, doesn't matter (laughs) if I was drinking or not. Like, Caroline was crazy. (laughs) And it's so funny because I feel like, I mean, obviously, we haven't known each other as long. People who meet me now, like, I had a conversation with a girl um, that's in our sorority today just texting and she was like, you're just so comforting and gentle. And I was like, those words have never been spoken to me in my life. No. That is from the Holy Spirit. That yeah. is from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never heard that come from me. And that's because I've grown so comfortable with, like, how the Lord made me and how he created that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you said about being able to hear his voice and discern his voice. I saw, like, the most exponential growth during, we had 21 days of prayer at church. Like, every morning we were there at 6 a.m. Like, talking to the Lord for an hour. Like, if you do that for 21 days straight, you are going to hear the Lord's voice, no doubt. Yeah. Especially if you're not being that consistent, like, beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, those 21 days, like, I have never felt more, like, discernment from the Lord or His voice clearer mm-hmm. ever in my life. And, like, continuing that and hearing that, like, I used to be so scared of God. And so, I'm just, like, this, like, scary, huge father figure, which, like, yes, like you said, we should have some fear from the Lord. But, like that changing into comfort yeah. and knowing that he's here like to help me to guide me to love me um and be like not a fist but yeah, like a sweet not, loving hand punishment yes it's, exactly discipline out of love oh yeah, yeah. like the lord like real quick the lord like wants to speak to us mm-hmm. like there's so many times where like like you said like if you go to, and you spend time with the lord for an hour for 21 days straight he's going to speak to you oh, yeah. it's as simple as just giving him the space to speak mm-hmm. to you yeah Exactly. Sometimes. If you don't give them that space, it's not going to happen. And sometimes, for to cut to what you were saying um, earlier, like if you're trying to figure out how does he speak to me, like like you try stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> ride a ride ride a bike, like write a poem, legit. <laughs> the and that's a thing that I think something I've had to legit. This is something that I think is important. I don't know. Let me 
guys would listen, listen to the podcast. But <laughs> realistically, every man. Every single man. Dude cast. <laughs> dude, dude cast. This is all dude cast. <laughs> but um, I remember there's an insecurity in college. And to a degree, still something becomes. But I think the Lord's like, it's shown how many times the Lord answers a prayer and I get mad at him for it. It's crazy. <laughs> um, legit, I was, I remember, I, like, I would pray like, God, like, like, break my heart. Like, you know, help me love people the way that you do. Like, mm. give me your eyes. Give me your heart. It's like, how dare you do that? Legit. Yeah. And then all of, a sudden, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, I'm in college. I'm surrounded by like, nothing against, nothing against. This isn't anything. But there's a, a culture of toxic, like what toxic masculinity is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I realized the Lord's made me very gentle. He's mm-hmm. made me very, he's made me, <laughs> he's made me very tender. Uh, oh. Very like, like, and like there's times that like it's, I like, don't always I sound like a defensive something or whatever but as a whole like the Lord is merciful the Lord is kind he is tender he wept he feels the emotions with others he like weeps with us and I remember praying like Lord in my freshman year of college I saw that I was like Lord if like help me weep mm-hmm. and then I remember yeah. like eight months later my life got wrecked and I said God please stop making yeah. me <laughs> please, please stop but I remember getting this insecurity of like I don't feel masculine enough mm. I'm surrounded by like fraternity guys or context of men where this like these attributes aren't appreciated and again yeah. the fear of man of like what people think of me am i not a dude enough yeah legit not even man enough just dude enough. just do enough and Bro the out. lord was like and i talked about sorry leader um and it ended up again in a different scenario i at work one day my boss told me that someone said something about me like scotty's the most extroverted person you'll ever meet and my boss said i think he's more introverted than you think and I, my entire mm-hmm. identity got wrecked because success, for me, not everyone, but I always equivalented, like, I don't even know I said that word right, whatever. Equivalated. Uh, equivalented. Equivalated. Uh, but extrovert with successful. Mm. And so the yeah. fact that someone might think I'm not extroverted, I was like, crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Are you not going to love me anymore? Am I, am I not going to be invited anywhere anymore? And then the Lord was like, you've been praying that, like, to be more rested and less strivey. And he, if anything, he's affirming that that's happening and then the same thing with like you're upset with like not being ma- if i'm not like masculine enough yet you asked me to give you the heart that i have and i'm like i am tender i am merciful i am kind i'm gentle um, i'm strong i'm bold i'm fierce i'm big but i'm also i'm a lion but i'm also a lamb mm-hmm. and like so, like i literally answered your prayer and it's like wow mm-hmm. um again it goes back to do how how well do i know my father yeah. And you can't, like, and what am I receiving from him? Because if I'm letting him be kind, letting him be merciful, letting him sh- shower me in his affections, if I'm letting him, then it's, like, impossible for me not to be affectionate, for me not to yeah. be kind, be merciful, emotional. And, again, emotion, like, there's different, like, personalities, the way that, like, comes up in people, but it's impossible not to. Yeah. yeah. I'll affirm Sky on that. I... <laughs> This is something that I feel like you would say anyway, okay. but I'm going to say it on okay. behalf of you. Wow. <laughs> um, like, there was this time where... <laughs> you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I know, Scott, I'm excited. I, you can see Scotty's face right now. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's just yeah. going off of what you said. Please. Um, it was this time where Scotty... Everyone had this expectation of Scotty to be the big, extroverted, like, center of attention thing in the room or of the party and I have a feeling that's like what made Scotty feel like accepted for a time mm. 
um, and just watching him grow over the last few years and just dig into more what the Lord says about him. And there's definitely still times where Scotty is that, but it's not out of a, I want to be accepted. It's out of, that's just how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also times where Scotty's just very quiet and very to himself, and he'll just go on the back porch and write a poem, or he'll go draw, or write, or or, or paint. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's just been a beautiful thing to see. Um, Thanks, man. And I've gotten to see a closer side of you since we've been roommates. That's so tender. So That's tender. So sweet. That's so cool. That's sweet. It's so cool to just see how the Lord really does shift like your entire personality and like Whoa. who you think you are. Like I, mm-hmm. one of the biggest prayers I prayed is like I did the same thing. Like I, I'm still kind of struggling with the same thing. Like people always think I'm a big extrovert. I love being by myself. Facts, I have to have that alone time and quiet. Like mm-hmm. I'm a very auditory stimulated person. Yeah. And I realized kind of recently like I used to go to concerts all the time because that was controlled chaos for me and I enjoyed it because it was loud and I could I could stand it mm-hmm. but now if I'm in spaces where there's too much noise I break down and like lose it yeah and so I kind of had to use my energy to like match that and I just kept praying Lord I was like please take this energy that I have that's like crazy Caroline and redirect it yeah take all this, a gift oh yeah and I was like take all the energy mm-hmm. that I have and also emotion I have because like I was my crazy came from my emotion I was like redirect it and it's funny because I love cows, I love dogs, always been that person. But if I see a picture of a cow, if I look at a dog, our neighbor has a corgi golden mix. I could cry just thinking about it. I will. Scotty ball. loves corgis. I love cor- corgis. I have to have them. Their little butts are so cute. A picture of a corgi on my wallet that wasn't mine. Do you want to tell them about your, your list? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it later. 100%. That's too hard. I know, I'm sorry. But literally literally just seeing like how the Lord took all that stuff that honestly was toxic for myself and the people around me and redirecting it to just like I cried the lowest things or just like having empathy. Like I used to never understand people with empathy because I was like, okay, yeah, that's your problem. It's not mine. And we were in a meeting the other day and someone, you know, spoke some truth about someone that their wife was struggling with. And out of nowhere, I just, like, started bawling. And everyone was like, yeah. they thought that I needed to say something about myself because I was struggling. And I was like, I mean, perfectly honest with you, I'm only crying because, like, I feel, like, it breaks my heart, like, for mm-hmm. her. And I was never that person. I used to be so hard and was like, okay, well, I'll hold your hand, but, like, you figure it out. But that's literally the opposite right. of what mm-hmm. the Lord does. Right. And seeing that shit. It's, it's funny. I see, like, cool. if often the the person who comes across more as a lion, like for you, you'd like say, I remember the first time someone told me I didn't have to be a lion, but like the, you come across and probably were like grown up being a lion, based on what you mm-hmm. said, be more of a lion and how much, how much like in the Lord, because he's both, he wants you to like, cause you, know, you still have, like you said, that energy, all these yeah. things are gifts. And, but how he wants to like, affirm this gentleness and this kindness and this simplicity and this stillness and yet there's still i would say someone who comes across or appears more of a lamb still a gift but like there is a boldness and a fierceness that whenever you seek the father he affirms and he like like you'll see like my mom for instance is like super like super classic hey mom hope you're watching hey Hey, Hey, Dee. um but she's this like like quieter more reserved not the first to approach, blah, blah, blah. And then she, like, 
literally led a Bible study of like 400 women every single week for like 10 mm-hmm. years. And she's like, she's the definition of a, of a lamb, but like bold and fierce and strong. That's Quiet, so cool. quieter. If you, I mean, if you talk, like, if you like, once you're in, she won't stop talking. Um, but like, <laughs> there's a boldness and a fierceness that like, like, that someone who would identify more as a lamb, that like, he sees in you. Mm. Um, and a, and like, to step out, and in a weird way, a lion, that like, a boldness and a fierceness, that you're already out. And it's like, okay, let's step into stillness. Let's mm-hmm. step into rest. And then there you like realize you don't have to be a, a lion. You can just be still. And yeah. like, you're okay. You still will be bold. You still will be free. Uh, like, yeah. You can't lose these giftings. But there's like something that like he has more for you if you just step in. Yeah. And, and for a lamb, it's more if you, like, if you step out. Yep. So. Yeah, that's so cool. That's a nice thing. I would encourage. I always try to encourage something every episode. Like, whichever one you relate to more, whether like it's the lion or the lamb, like evaluate what that is. Yeah. And like, Find a way to do the opposite because, yeah. like, that's not really challenging. But. Oh, yeah. When we, we, like, our smart leader, his name's Dustin, he always, he, like, has Justin. drilled in Justin. He was, he's, like, the biggest, like, Jalen told the story about, he called Dustin one time to, like, he's like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And Dustin goes, have you talked to God yet? And he said, no. <laughs> he said, well, don't talk to me. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> and it's, like, for me, it's, like, I am so quick to turn to the world. I'm so yeah. quick to turn to, because there's people who the Lord's given me. Like, you can't do life alone. You need people 100%. But like you, like if I have the Lord of the Universe on my speed dial, like, let me talk. Let's talk to Him, and so like actually talking to God first, um, and it's so quick for me to turn to everybody. So mm-hmm. quick, but like oh yeah, it's, it's quick yeah. because we can usually unless you're Dustin, you get somewhat of immediate response. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you go to the Lord about things, and He answers it in a whole different way that you didn't want. Mm, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Never happened to me. Never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Or he just like brings up other convictions, and I'm like, bro, that's not what I came here for. Yeah. But thank you. <laughs> I literally at church the other day was talking to a volunteer, and he was just telling me this story. And he goes, something just, he was on a trip. Something was not going well. And um, this woman goes, oh, this is just crazy, blah, blah, blah. And he, he said to her, he goes, it's just funny how like you think you're in control. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. And he looked at me, he looked at me, he looked at me because we were stressed out about volunteer stuff. He goes, girl, it's funny that you think you're in control right now. And I was like, you're right. That's I'm right. not. I'm, no I'm right you, know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That's the most, yeah, I'll tell you. Yes, 100%. That's but so funny. That it's so true. Funny. Like, we're literally not in control. You said and that's that so well. Oh, said yeah. So well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so we funny. literally hit so many. I'm so intrigued, y'all. We really crushed that. That was crazy. Thank y'all so much beautiful. for talking. That was so cool. Yeah, that was amazing. Hey. That was awesome. Music people talk to me. Shut up. Just thank you for talking. Yeah. No, thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> Big thank you again to Jayla and Scotty for being on the show today. Y'all are the best. So thankful for you guys. Thank you again for listening. It's always so fun to just sit down and talk to friends about God. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm next week going to have our closing episode on In His Image, where, of course, I'm just going to talk about, honestly, what I've learned um, through this past month or so, talking to these sweet, sweet friends and just what the Lord's doing in my life right now. Um, so, thank you for you guys. Love y'all so much. And as always, I'm Caroline. <laughs>